a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Next is now. Really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Kat Clifford, a reporter for CNBC covering climate innovation and technology. And this is one of those things where we can set all the politics aside and we can actually just learn some really important lessons. Uh, one, in terms of where are we in terms of climate and how can we get to that innovation uh, that is actually going to make the improvement. We can get out of all of the fake fights and false choices we often get served up on the political side and dive into what's really happening uh, to get some positive things done. Uh, Kat, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Pleased to be with you. Uh, you had a wonderful piece talking about uh, air conditioning. Uh, and I think every one of us knows that that, uh, that is a disaster. That is not good for the environment. Uh, and we're trying to figure that all out. And uh, Bill Gates is one who's actually investing uh, in a startup to actually help fix it. So for our listeners, I know none of us got up this morning thinking we were going to talk about air conditioners today. Uh, but give us just some perspective first in terms of where are we uh, in terms of air conditioning impact on the environment and what the future looks like globally. There have been many uh, heat waves throughout the world and in the United States recently. You know, we turn on our air conditioner when we're hot, and it is both comforting. It helps us feel more comfortable. And in certain situations when, you know, the heat waves are particularly extreme, it is also uh, potentially a, a health issue, you know, keep, keeps us safe from extreme heat. But the thing about air conditioning is that, yes, it is actually very taxing on on the climate. An estimate from the Department of Energy's National Re- Renewable Energy Lab, uh, 4% of global greenhouse gas emissions, which are the emissions that are going to contribute to climate change and, and global warming, come from air conditioning. And that's sort of ironic because uh, you know, we need air conditioning to stay cool among many heat waves that we're experiencing uh, to stay safe and comfortable. Um, but at the same time, those emissions are going to just continue to contribute to uh, the acceleration of climate change. So there's going to be more air conditioners installed in the future, uh, especially in places like India, China, uh, Indonesia. As temperatures continue to rise and as they rise, particularly in places where it becomes dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's such a, an important thing when you look at places like India, China, Indonesia, 
Uh, I have spent summertime uh, in each of those places, and yeah, without an air conditioning, it is a very miserable thing. And so as those costs have come down and as more people have had enough uh, economic strength to be able to afford that, uh, they are being installed more. So that's an interesting dynamic to look at. Uh, in your piece, you you got into the fact that uh, that Bill Gates is investing. I, I think if people were thinking, yeah, what's Bill Gates going to invest in today? Uh, I don't think air conditioning would have been at the top of the list. So so give us some perspective in terms of why he's investing in this and what is he actually investing in in terms of uh, some of that new innovation. Bill Gates is the founder of uh, an investment company called Breakthrough Energy Ventures, and they are investing in a whole spectrum of climate technology and energy innovation. So all kinds of technologies being developed to uh, decarbonize our grid and many other sectors of our economy, right? And so I wrote about a company called Blue Frontier, and it is um, pretty new technology still in that uh, it's still in the research and development phase, but their air conditioning technology uses less energy, also uh, doesn't use nearly as much uh, refrigerant. So conventional air conditioners, the air conditioners that are in our homes today, they use refrigerant uh, to cool uh, as the compressor to, to operate the air conditioner. Um, so Blue Frontier's technology uses about one-third to one-fifth the amount of refrigerant, and they use refrigerants uh, in their machines that are much less uh, harmful. They don't deplete the ozone. The combined effect of the using less refrigerant and using a less harmful refrigerant is between 85 and 87 percent reduction in uh, the contribution to global warming. Uh, I think that's so important. One of the quotes that you have in your uh, piece that I just love uh, is that we've kind of taken the existing century-old technology to about as efficient as possible, uh, and still we have all those harmful effects. But but I love this statement. Uh, to get transformational change in efficiency, we need to look at different approaches without the limitations of the existing ones. And, and I think that's such an important leadership principle uh, in terms of when you're, you know, you can do incremental change for so long, but when you find yourself where we are uh, as it relates to climate and the environment, uh, we need that quantum change. And, and that means you can't just keep poking around the edges of things, you really got to get to that transformational space. And one of the components of that transformation uh, that I found really interesting was that part of this technology approach that they're going after would actually allow the air conditioner to to store some energy uh, as well. We always talk about those brownouts and blackouts. Uh, this approach would actually be able to to store some energy when for when needed. Totally. And and I really appreciate you calling that quote. That was from a researcher at the National Renewable Energy Lab. And yeah, one of the things about conventional air conditioners, if you think about what makes what makes you really uncomfortable when it's hot, it's the temperature and it's also the humidity. That's a huge component of what makes us feel hot and what makes heat dangerous. So in order to remove the humidity from the air, conventional air conditioners, they overcool the air, you know, and by overcooling, use that extra expenditure of energy to overcool the air. That's how the humidity is brought out of the air. So you have an inherent 
inefficiency, right, mm-hmm. sort of baked yeah. into the conventional technology. One of the components of addressing that issue is using what's called a liquid desiccant. That's a bit of a, of a jargon word, but it's, it's a salt solution that's used to cool the air, and it also pulls humidity out of the air. One of the things that's amazing about that salt solution, that liquid desiccant, is it can be, is they can store it in um, a small plastic tank in the machine. And that salt solution, it can be a store of energy. And one of the reasons that's really important is because as we decarbonize the grid, as we move away from fossil fuels towards an energy grid that has a lot of renewable energy, when you have the peak of the energy demand, especially when it's really hot, right? That's when the air conditioners are pumping um, the most. And so you have air conditioners all pumping uh, really hard. It's going to really draw on the energy uh, grid all at the same time. And if you have a renewable, a grid that's heavy in renewables, uh, where they, you know, have peaks and valleys having an ability to store some uh, energy in the air conditioning, it'd be more beneficial for a grid that has renewable energy. So you're giving yourself some some backup, a little bit of backup, yeah. right, to compensate for the intermittency of the renewable energy. Oh, that is uh, perfect. Great reporting. Cat uh, Clifford is a reporter for CNBC covering climate innovation and technology. And again, innovation is usually going to come from the private sector first. This is a great example of that on a critical piece, air conditioning uh, that has such a, a negative impact on climate, uh, and this is uh, seems to be some great innovation in terms of a better path forward, not just poking at the edges, but really transformational technology. Uh, Kat, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, would you join a third political party if you had the chance? So you're saying there's a chance. We're going to talk about does a third party really have a chance coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.